This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Ramya. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-TV over on AMI-audio starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for being with us. And a main staple on the program, we talk Knowing Our Rights with Danielle McLaughlin. Today, she's got a very special guest to join uh, on, on the discussion today. Let's bring her on. Did you know that everyone has rights? No matter who we are, we all qualify. But what happens when freedoms collide? The answers are rarely simple, but always interesting. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, to talk about civil liberties and human rights on Know Your Rights. So we have to give the credit to the Amuthan over here because her mind is much better. Twice now she's been able to pull out birthdays. Am I? Last weekend, Mr. Richardson. Calendar up. And shh. Here sorry. I try, Danielle. Sorry, Do you sorry. see that I try? Don't Can't. anyone say I don't try to be nice. <laughs> Danielle McLaughlin, welcome back. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's so oh, nice. I'm going to say Gary. it first. <laughs> I certainly appreciate that. Thank you so much. And as a special birthday present to me, I am very happy to have this year's pro bono law student with us today. Ashani Pires is a second-year law student at Osgood Hall Law School, and Ashani volunteers to do important research for our Know Your Rights segment every week on Kelly and Ramya. She is my, uh, what can I say, my 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 my, my secret power. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ashani. It's so nice to have you with us today. And thank, thank you, you for having me. Oh, happy birthday. I did not know oh. it was your birthday. <laughs> ah, you can't keep a secret around here. No. I got to tell nope. you. <laughs> nope. Oh, dear. Now, do you just we've had pro bono students for numbers of years, but um, maybe you could remind us a bit about what Pro Bono Students Canada does and where law students like you are doing volunteer work. Yeah, so it is, it's a nonprofit organization with a bunch of different chapters spanning the different law schools. I know Osga does have the biggest PBSC chapter in Canada from what I've read. Um, so we have a lot of different opportunities for students to work in either client um, services as well as doing research projects. I opted to do a research project because I just wanted to hone in my legal research skills. But there are a bunch of different clinics or different organizations that students can uh, work for, and it's all free legal services. So I know there were some spanning from the Consumer Protection Clinic to like the Don Valley um, Community Legal Services Center and even the Winkler Dispute um, Resolution, sorry, Winkler Institute for Dispute Resolution. Um, but then there, there's tons of other opportunities. Like I know there's tax law opportunities as well. So there's just a lot of different areas that students can work in and it's all um, for free. It's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, students, I just want to clarify, don't give legal advice. They're not permitted to do that. They haven't graduated from law school, but boy, can they do a lot. And uh, we've had the benefit of pro bono students for some some years now. Ashley, what made you decide that you wanted to join Pro Bono Students Canada? So um, in my undergrad, I just I did a lot of disability um, work in education and advocacy. So I started the Learning Disabilities Club at Western, and I wanted to continue doing some work in disability law as well. 
I believe I joined the AOTA Alliance just last year for my Osgood public interest requirement. And then I really was just feeling like I wanted to do more research generally. And I wanted to keep, you know, focusing on the fact that I am interested in disability rights. And then I saw this project with PBSC for the Know Your Rights segment where I could do some more research in disability rights. And I just took the disability law class. So I was like, let me go for it. Nice. That's weird. We're very, very happy that you did decide mm -hmm. to do that. Now, <laughs> I understand that you've done a bit of work with David Lepofsky, can, so that this really isn't your first venture into the area of disability rights. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your prior experience, um, either in his office or, or uh, you know, with that project? Yeah, so... I initially got on to AOTA Alliance to work a little bit on the Bill C-22 um, progress throughout last year. So that was with regards to the um, disability, the poverty, sorry, I forget what it's called right now, but um, basically the act's purpose was to raise people with disabilities out of poverty in Canada. And during that process, I didn't do too much research um, itself. I did little tasks here and there where he wanted us to read some little reports or review some of the Hansards. Um, but then I did get the unique opportunity of going with David to act as a witness in front of the Senate, where he just delivered some of the amendments that he'd like to make to the act and what he would like to see um, happen with the act and how it could help people with disabilities in Canada raise themselves out of poverty. So it was really awesome. I did get to attend the House of Commons as well with him. So we just watched as students. We didn't get to participate in anything. And we got to talk to a couple of senators and um, MPs. So that was very cool. That's a wonderful learning experience. And, uh, you know, I, I I know that that bill has passed into law, but I also know that so far they haven't implemented um, what they've said they will implement. So I'm sure we'll all be keeping our eyes on, on what's going to happen there. It's a very important piece of legislation, for not just for mm -hmm. people with disabilities, but people in Canada, because it, it sets an important precedent, in my opinion. Now, do you think that what you have learned about disability and law will stay with you, even though it might not be exactly the area you will you intend to practice once you graduate? Yeah, if anything, I just feel like it would make my approach to lawyering a little bit, in one sense, more empathetic, just because I don't think a client is just a client. I think there's a lot of background and history that we need to consider when we're taking on our cases and not necessarily in the way that we want to get attached emotionally, but in that we understand that everybody is a human and we want to work on their case to benefit them in the most equitable manner possible. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like a huge lesson I've taken out of all of my disability work and just the open-mindedness and listening component of learning about disability rights. Like, it's just taken so long for any kind of legislation such as Bill C-22 to even pass or to even be brought forward. And I just think having that patience and like being able to keep fighting and persevering for what you do want um, is definitely a lesson that I would take with me from all of the disability law and education and advocacy that I've gotten to do. That's really important. Tenacity. I think that, that um, you know, when I meet younger law students, people who are just going in, into law school, I think there's a um, a sense that they can solve problems very, very quickly. <laughs> we used to 
joke amongst the people I worked with, with, you know, you're, you're not going to make uh, freedom appear on a weekend. So, <laughs> you know, I think that, that, that lear learning tenacity and persistence is, is a really wonderful thing. Um, yeah. you, you had mentioned to me previously that you have some other areas in law that, that really draw your attention. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, last year took my first intellectual property class. It was a legal values in history and IP. Um, I initially took it because I am from a science undergraduate degree. So I did neuroscience and I thought that I would be very much pushed into taking IP because that's um, what a lot of science students do in law school. But then I found myself just interested in the generative AI space and learning a little bit more about the copyright framework that is well yet to be formed uh, surrounding generative AI mm -hmm. and the works that are being produced. So that's where I hopefully see myself going um, towards. And I'll get to experience a little bit more about learning what IP is actually like um, this summer. Uh, so hopefully I'll get a better sense of what I want to do after law school as well. Yeah, I, I think that, that uh, generative AI is something that's interesting to everybody, but perhaps particularly to people in the disabilities community, because it might be able to to help to uh, you know focus a few issues in, in a good way, maybe not. I guess it, it's early days, but uh, mm -hmm. that's very you know very thoughtful of you. I think. Tell me oh, of the you. things that you have researched for us for for uh, yeah. um, the Know Your Rights uh, segment on Kelly and Ramia. What's the most interesting thing that you've found? Um. I think it was actually the legal memo that I had just submitted to you, I think a week ago, about the temporary foreign workers issue. Wow. I It was research on a huge class action uh, launched against the federal government with regards to um, plaintiffs that are alleging that their Section 7 life, liberty, security, and Section 15 equality rights are being infringed. Um, so it is all tied to the imposition of tied employment, which is where uh, I believe workers are given their accommodation alongside their um, employment. And these plaintiffs specifically were terminated without any reason. And um, they're just fighting on behalf of all of the other workers in the program that came from different countries like Jamaica or Grenada and um, have experienced the same issue with just being terminated, no reason, and having lived in very poor circumstances during their accommodation and their employment. So I just really like that issue because it just circled back to issues of race and charter issues and well, like tied to charter issues as well. So I just thought it was very important to keep the conversation going. Yeah, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to follow that case as it moves, mm -hmm. we hope, through the through the courts. Um, you know, sometimes I've, I've found with our pro bono students that they discover areas where things are deeply unfair that they had no idea about. And I think that it's it's an education for us all to learn, you know, what is going on in our country. Are there, you know, very often um, people in Canada can become quite complacent and think, well, you know, this is where, where, where people actually flee to because things yes. are better here than they are in many other parts of the world. That doesn't mean they're perfect. And I think that when we find out that there are things like that particular issue that we spoke about last week that you did the excellent memo, may I say, oh, on, um, <laughs> for, for us, you know, it really helps us to understand 
not just that there are things that are unfair, but there are things that we can do about it, that we don't have to just sit back and, um, you know, say, oh, well, I guess that's the law and that's the way it is. You know, one of the one of the things that I think that um, people who who are interested in law learn early, early on, I hope early on, is that, you know, as, as a friend of mine once said, law does not come to us from on high. It comes to us from Ottawa and they're very different places. <laughs> you know, we, we really, you know, we, law isn't written in stone. It changes all the time. Um, you know, the, the reason that people who are in parliament are often called lawmakers is because that's what they're supposed to do. Keep making new laws and changing laws. So, you know, it's, it's really helpful to have um, somebody with a, a, a fresh view like you have, Ashani, to to, you know, see what's what's happening in our country and to say, wait a minute. Um, yeah. Is that it, it, how does that work? And is there something that people are doing about it? And if not, who should be doing something about mm-hmm. this? Are, are there other issues that that uh, struck your fancies in, in, in the fall when you began working with us? Other things that that you found to be of interest? Honestly, I think I remember the very first project that you gave me because I just really wasn't aware entirely of what I was going to be doing. And it was just researching a little bit into anti-terrorist legislation. And I just, it's not that that project was as difficult as the other ones. I think you just quickly wanted to review some provisions, but I just, all that always stuck with me. I was like, this is my first project on the Know Your Right segment. I'm going to be researching anti-terrorist legislation and I just didn't know what to expect. So what I've really enjoyed about the project is how it's something different every week. So like I said, I start off there and now I'm looking at temporary foreign workers and I've just had a lot of opportunities to discover different areas of the law in between. And I think that's my favorite part about this project because it isn't just disability law. It is a little bit of everything. Like you said, it's civil liberties. Yes, that, that's right. And and we know that people who live with disabilities are citizens. They are people who live in this country and are affected by, certainly with you know regard to issues of disability rights, but there are a lot of other issues that are extremely significant. And when you take a look at... Um, you know, how people who live with disabilities have other kinds of cross-sectional things or they they are, they have vulnerabilities. We need to know about all of our rights. So thank you so much this for the hard work you're doing and will continue to do for the rest of the term. Uh, I really appreciate your being with us today, Ashani. Of course. Thank you for having me and happy birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope it's a really great one. <laughs> of course. Yeah, tremendous. Absolutely tremendous, both of you. Ashni, it's just what a contribution to our show and the huge difference it makes in the segments, knowing our rights. Danielle, enjoy the birthday. Uh, Take care of yourself. Get spoiled. I plan to do that. Thank you so much, (laughs) Kelly and Ravia. And we'll see you next week. Our Know Your Rights segment, we do it on Mondays on the program. At this time, please join us. Tremendous stuff. You don't know from week to week where we're going to go with it, but everything important. We'll step aside for a couple of moments. When we return, folks, we'll see what's coming up tomorrow on the Now with Dave Brown program on at 9 a.m. in the morning on AMI-tv. We'll take a peek at what we've got on our show, and we'll monkey around today in our closing moment. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.